and welcome to Almost 30 Podcast. Hi, everybody. We got kitties in the stew. We got kitties in the stew. <laughs> we moved the babies over to the studio. <laughs> How are they doing? Not well. Oh, yeah, yeah, I didn't know that it would be so stressful to move animals. Oh, man. I mean, we had a pet you... psychic talk to them, but still, it was like... Yeah, what, what was the conversation like? They were like cool with it? Yeah, they were totally cool with it. They were not cool with it. <laughs> In the flesh, Justin was like, I don't know if that psychic was right because they were not cool with it yesterday. It's hard. I mean, can they you imagine? The closet blankets. Yeah. It's sad. I know. I was excited for them to like that little nook. We have like mm-hmm. a little blanket pillow nook. But yeah, I mean, imagine like, it's like a child. Like if you were just to be like, hey, you live here now, plop. And the act of moving is very, for a tiny little thing, kind of chaotic. Chaotic. <laughs> it's chaotic for me and you as a human. <laughs> well, we had this cat, this carrier from the shelter because we got him at Stray Cat Alliance, which I'm obsessed with. And we had the carrier and I was looking at the carrier. I'm like, oh my God, this carrier is not the vibe. Oh, it's like we need the soft ones. Yeah, they have people have the soft carriers now. I, know. I was like, oh, we need a soft carrier. We thought when they were little, we could fit both of them in the carrier. They do not both fit in the carrier now. They're like oh. bigger, so it was just oh, and they're just yeah. So I, I feel like them, I put just... a little CBD on their nose yesterday, and they were licking oh. it off their nose. <laughs> they liked that. It feels. <laughs> I feel like food is getting a little bit more confident. Yes. So that's good. We have one of them that's kind of being confident. And it was so weird. Yesterday, they were like literally acting like playing dead all day. We're not moving. And then at 4 a.m., they were like prancing around everywhere. It was like at nighttime, they didn't care. But in the day, they were freaking out. So yeah, we have kitties in the studio now. How was, how was your move? So Kristen moved from her place to the studio um, apartment home. And... um yeah, it's not a far drive, but damn. No. I mean, moving's no joke no it matter was eight how hours. Far. I could not believe that. It's so weird. I was asking them too, our movers. I was there's three of them. I'm like, how is ours taking eight hours when we didn't have much? And it wasn't were like they packing the furniture things? was going inside. They were pack they weren't packing anything, but they had to wrap furniture. Okay. Yeah. But it was like, so, wow, this is yeah, it was very interesting. I didn't have a lot of stuff. And I thought it was going to take an hour. It took three. I know you said you're like they'll be in and out in an hour. I was I like, thought, okay. I literally because I they had everything in boxes. But you're right. The wrapping of furniture is actually kind of a meticulous thing that they do because if furniture is damaged, you know, they get in trubs. Ours was talking to us a lot too. Oh, <laughs> but I don't know. I didn't know if it was scammy, but he was literally talking all day. <laughs> I was like, this is whatever. I was, okay. It's kind of enjoying it. But then I had to like call Spectrum and stuff. We pre-gamed this episode with bagels. Oh yeah, baby. I went to the bagel shop. Yeah. So we're recording this, you know, before I leave for New York the day before, but I was like, I just want a bagel. And my brother always talks about this place in Culver. It's called Pop's Bagels. And I was like, yeah, fuck yeah. I'm going to do it. It's a weird weird off hour and the line won't be long and the line wasn't long, but I waited 35 minutes to get a bagel in a bag. So <laughs> it was worth it. They gave her eight bagels, as, as which is sorry. perfect. So I could eat two. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that used to be my diet in high school. I loved it. Oh, I used to get a middle- plain bagel and then an everything bagel and be like, ready, losing weight. I would get a plain bagel with that little cream cheese thingy and then a side of fries. Yes. That's it. 
Brown only. Brown only. Brown foods Tan only. Foods. Tan foods only. <laughs> Tan foods only. Oh, I remember like the t- Ooh, when the fries would just come out of the freaking fryer and yeah, with ketchup. Damn it. God damn it. Did you have fries from school? Yeah. Oh yeah, it was fries. Oh yeah, we had school. waffle fries. Do you guys have waffle fries? No. Yo, our waffle <laughs> fries were top three. <laughs> they were fucking unbelievable. Dip them in ranch? I wasn't a ranch girl. Oh, okay. I don't know why. I was a ranch girl. Mm-hmm. Ew, dude. Pizza and ranch just <laughs> <Good>. disturbs me. <laughs> uh, the, the crust, sure, but pizza, that disturbs yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. It's I too wet. <laughs> too oily. Too oily. Yeah. yeah, we had an Otis Spunkmire. Did you have those? The muffins yeah. that were like wet. Yeah, they're they shiny. They were so oily, they shiny. were wet. Ugh. They were like pumped with hydrogenated oils. And they were like, like you would... St- they were like sticky, so part of them would come off. Yes, you know what I'm saying? Like yes. if you touched it on your fingers. It was the hydrogenated oils. We would have 10-minute break in middle school, high school at my my school. 10-minute break and you would go downstairs and you, like, you could buy um, really chewy, fresh out of the oven cookies. And yeah, I was wondering why I would pass out in third period. I say for a while, you know, it's funny. It's, I, had, I was in AP Britlet with this teacher and... My parents are getting divorced. So I think mm-hmm. she let me let it slide. But I was taking allergy medicine before bed, before school every day, Benadryl. And I oh. would sleep in class. And I honestly thought I was, I was a little depressed at that time. So yeah. it was a little murky with what was going on. But now I'm like, dude, I was taking allergy. I was taking Benadryl. Whoa. I know. <laughs> dude, it's so weird. Cause I was like, she, like you, you literally have to like hold your eyelids hold open. My eyelids. <laughs> I, it was like full on sleep during class. Aww. She was really kind. That's like a. That's such she a, literally let me sleep kind of sometimes. Aww. Yeah, and I don't know. It's the worst feeling when you like know you have to focus and learn yes. things, but you can't stay awake, and it's yes. like painful. You're just like, it was so bad. How am I going to do this for forty five more but minutes? Th- but back then, there's a lot of things. It could be the shit food. Yes. Could be depressed. Mm-hmm. Could be the Benadryl. Could be the divorce. Who knows? All, all of it. All of those things. But we just had bagels before this. Yeah. So we're feeling feeling good. Carby. Feeling puff. <laughs> it was fuck. They were bomb. Pops they were bagels. So, good, dude. so bomb. So I'm a bagel so girl. I've eaten a good. lot of bagels this year. More bagels than I have in forever. Yeah. I love them. I love the chewy. I don't want to see them through the bagel. I want it to be so fat. Yes. No hole. No. Pops hole. has no hole. No hole. Leaves no room. <laughs> We like want a, it's carbs like a little in butthole. every corner. It's a we little... want carbs in every corner. <laughs> oh, shit. But a lot of you guys have been, uh, yeah, just really sweet and asking us about our moves and just the whole process and, you know, being so supportive and curious because I think a lot of you out there um, are either thinking about moving or you are moving. And so, yeah, this episode today, I just wanted to give you kind of a post-move reflection. And I'll give you some tips because I do think that part of my experience was, yeah, just like ease-filled because I had some like tactical things that I prepared for. There were some things that I didn't prepare for that I'll talk about. And just kind of the, this, you know, truth that I like followed my heart in doing this. I think a lot of you might be at that precipice of making a decision where you're following your heart. It doesn't have to be a move. It could be something else. But yeah, it's just, um, it's something that is like, I feel deeply in my soul. And also you have to, there is this like real world around you of like, that could potentially affect how you feel about the decision in little moments, you know? 
whether it's family being like, well, is this the right decision? You know? So I just talk about that a little bit, but yeah, just a, just a little, a recap and update. And yeah, I just really appreciate you all being so supportive and and asking questions because I know a lot of us are just kind of finding ourselves at that point of like, okay, it's time for a change. Yeah, you know? people moving out of big cities too. Oh yeah, which I think, which I get, I know, which I think it will be a trend. Oh, I actually didn't mean to say that. After you talk oh, about no, moving no, to New York, no, 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 yeah, no, I think, but I get it. Yeah, I completely get it. I I'm know. Super, I'm super happy with where we are, and just again, it's like knowing how I felt when I used to live in New York, and like what kind of created that kind of chaotic feeling. Mm-hmm. I'm really focused now on like, okay, how do I make this like a sanctuary for myself? It's not going to be in the middle of nowhere. It's not going to be on an acre of land, but like, how can I find that for myself? Is it like that walk to the water every day? Is it like doing a park, you know, mm-hmm. just things like that. Not allowing like the city to kind of overwhelm me like I used mm-hmm. to. Yeah. Yeah. And I think in the next couple of years, we're going to see people moving out even further, you know, which is actually nice to kind of more evenly distribute land and resources rather than like solely focusing on big cities. Yeah. I don't know if there's been studies, but I do feel like a lot of people that we know and most Mm -hmm. people have moved out of big cities or people are kind of distributing a little bit more evenly or even thinking about, um, you know, moving places they've grown up. Or anything like that. I mean, we're still we're still thinking about moving. We're deciding where or what we're going to do. But I think it's been in the collective for like over a year now. Definitely, definitely. So thank you guys for listening. As always, solo episodes we do a few times a month. We also do an Ask Us Anything usually once a month. So we're answering answering your questions. Um, so if you ever have questions, you can DM us at Almost Three Zero Podcast on Instagram. You can also email community at almost30podcast.com. We have Shara on our team who's community manager and uh, just so incredible. She's up in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We love her. Yeah, we have um, the episode about our move. You can listen to it too. So why we're leaving LA, you search that and almost 30, you can find more information about why we decided to leave LA and more information about um, on the impetus of the move. Yes. And just a little almost 30 biz. We have Camp Almost 30 coming up in Yay! July. So for more information about that, you can go to almost30.com. You can go to campalmost30.com. Oh, damn. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. She bought it. I bought those domains. <laughs> you guys. I'm a domain hoarder. <laughs> um, so campalmost30.com. Mm-hmm. It has the entire lineup for camp, which is a free online event that is so powerful. It was one of my favorite things that we've done Truly. so far in 2021. And we can't wait to have you guys at another free event. Yeah. We love you guys. Enjoy this episode and we will see you on the other side. Hello, everyone. It is Linz. I am coming to you live from Brooklyn, New York. And I'm so excited. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, don't expect anything fancy right now. I got the bare bones of our studio up and running. Excited to kind of create a little almost 30 studio lounge in our second bedroom. But uh, yeah, it's a white white wall, me, some sunlight and a microphone. And it's uh, it works and it's minimal. I like it. Thanks for joining. As always, I'm so excited to sit down with you guys. It's been a whirlwind uh, since my last solo episode, to say the least. And it's been about a month and a half since I moved from LA to Brooklyn. And 
have some things to catch you up on. I wanted to treat this episode as part catch up on post-move life. And then I wanted to talk to you about following your heart. And I say that out loud and I'm like, I've seen that on a pillow at Home Goods many times. And it sounds a little uh, cliche, but I have done it. And I've done it consistently now for the last few years and really understood what it feels like, what it means, the power of following your heart, and also what can come up internally and externally when you do follow your heart. So my intention for this episode, as always, is to make you feel less alone But then I also hope that the reality of following your heart and the ways in which I'm going to share with you just keeps you on that path because it is not uh, rainbows and butterflies always when you follow your heart. Um, And that's a part of the path. And so if ever you come up upon a moment, situation, emotion, uh, challenge when you are doing so, I hope that you think back to this episode and you're like, wait, I have to stay the course. I have to trust this moment. I have to trust that it is a part of the grand plan uh, that my soul is guiding me on. So yeah, so let me just update you briefly on how the heck I'm doing. So again, I moved a month and a little more than a month ago. And y'all, leading up to the move, I was feeling so organized, so good, incredibly prepared, very Virgo of me. I labeled everything. I got rid of a bunch of stuff. The actual move across the country was super seamless. So thankful. And just to shout out Roadway Moving. I know I did so on a previous episode, but Roadway Moving, they truly took care of me like... And I paid to move across the country, by the way, guys. But I did ask them for a code because I was like, I'm probably going to talk about you and I need to share this with almost 30. My code is in the show notes, but it's Lindsay10. You can get a, a, a discount on your move. Anyway, that was all seamless. That was truly so seamless. Got to New York, connected, and was in the same space as Sean, my love, and it felt good. You know, I, I felt as though I was really riding this high vibration of change and was not allowing in any uh, heaviness, um, any um, maybe grief, grief from really unplugging from a place that I loved so much, that taught me so much. I really didn't want to allow any of that in, in the moment because I was like, I did it. I'm here. We did it. We're going to move in together. This is incredible, which it has been. But I really didn't allow the realness of the fact that I just changed my fucking life. Like I just, it was like a 180 (laughs) y'all. And I didn't really want any of that what I labeled it as lower vibrational emotion in, but really it was just real. It was really just what needed to flow through and pour through me. And so it it popped up in various ways, whether it was just kind of like random crying, it was popping up in control. I wanted to really control everything that was happening, whether it was in you know, relationship with Sean or like my space. And yeah, it was just kind of popping up in really interesting ways. And I'll get into a little more of that in a moment. But like I said, just 
knowing that this move was from my heart, I was really riding the energy of that. I was like, wow, this is this is really profound. And I, I think I feel the the amount of profundity, I think that's a word, in this moment, but I can only imagine like what I'm going to look back on and say about this moment in my life. And so a week later uh, after getting here, I moved to Brooklyn with Sean and we moved, we were in his place for a week, just staying there. And it was, it was really cool because he has never lived with a significant other. I have never lived with a significant other. And so it was just this really cool, like we were both doing this for the first time and really felt the gravity of it and the seriousness of it. And, you know, I felt comfort in that. Um, very soon into that experience, I think the challenge of communicating honestly, clearly, and consistently came up. And I'm sure a lot of you can relate if you've ever moved in with someone or just in relationship with anyone, whether it's romantic or friends, like you got to communicate really clearly, especially in times of great change or high stress. And so it was a challenge for me. You know, he is, he is so incredible with communicating very clearly honestly. (laughs) And so it really challenged me to every step of this big process to just communicate like what I needed, how I was feeling. You know, he's not a mind reader, uh, neither am I. So it's, it's really important. So that really challenged me and my, my, I don't have, I don't have OCD. Uh, I was never diagnosed with OCD, but what it kind of felt like was this like compulsion to control. And that came out in organizing the space and making sure everything was so, but like my way. (laughs) So whether it was like how the clothes were organized and folded or how the drawers were set up or how the pillows were freaking chomped or, you know, like just mostly aesthetics around my space. My space is incredibly uh, important to me. And now it was our space, you know? So I really had to come to terms with like, wow, we are creating a space together, together. And there in that, there is compromise and there is collaboration in a way that I have not experienced it before. And, you know, maybe I'll do an episode on this eventually. I'm not sure, but just this idea of, stepping outside of our control comfort zone and allowing another to lead and or infuse the experience moment uh, and in this case environment with some of themselves really kind of breaks me of these habits of these like habitual patterns that just keep me where I am. So actually this, this process of creating our home has been um, surprisingly, I knew it was going to be fun, but has been so, so, so fulfilling and um, expanding for me and taking me way outside of my comfort zone of control and really pushing me to surrender to 
what could be so much better than I had ever planned, you know, whatever, so much better than I could have Pinterest boarded, you know? So when I look around our home now, which is not completely done, but I have to say we did a pretty good job of, of pulling it together quite quickly. I look around our home now and I'm like, this is our home. It's not Lynn's, you know, doing all the design and making it her space that Sean lives in. It's like, our home and we say it often to each other just like wow like I can't believe we live here and I just love our home you know like there just is this collaborative sense of like wow this is ours and you know we see ourselves in this space um and I just I found that to be really 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 profound really profound for me um and my ability to surrender and let go was just, because I just saw so clearly how my need to control keeps me safe and keeps me sane. And I also just kind of analyzed where I picked that up, you know, when I was younger. Um, so I did all of that in therapy. Won't be sharing that here. Uh, but, you know, I just encourage any of you that are going through massive changes and see some patterns or habits uh, or behavioral things pop up to um, whether it's go to therapy um, or just ask, you know, where where does this come from? You know, whether it's a meditation or prayer, you can talk to your angels and guides and ancestors. It's just like, show me where this comes from. You know, what what is this really? What is me wanting to organize the utensils drawer right now compulsively? Um, really about, really about. So it's quite profound. I'm still learning every step of the way, but I'm like in a happy state of learning of like, wow, wow. <laughs> You know, being in a relationship, being in the same space, like doing things together and investing in a future together. It's like, wow. You know, anytime I say, wow, I think of God. My friend uh, Thad always said that and um, he's a musician. And um, I think about that often. Whenever I say, wow, it's just like, God's at work. Truly God is at work. Um, I wanted to just note, you know, this idea of, the big move. I know a lot of you are contemplating going through right now, or maybe you just moved. You've been DMing me and I'm hearing you and just really applauding you and supporting you because I know a huge move, um, at least for me at this point in my life at 33, for, for someone who has spent so much of her life um, afraid to make the wrong choice, uh, unsure of how to know whether I was making the right choice, uh, consumed by the worry of disappointing others or, um, you know, disappointing them based on what they had expected for my life. So at 33, to make this choice, this heart choice and act on it and trust myself is really, really, really profound. So for those of you that specifically are thinking of moving or you have moved or you're in the process, I just want you to take a moment and just notice and honor, because I'm doing this for myself right now, the internal changes that had to occur for this huge external change to be made manifest. 
So in the past, like I said, I'd be too consumed with, is this the wrong choice or is it the right choice? And who was I going to disappoint? That, you know, that for me was a lot of like external circumstances confusing my internal guidance. I'm sure a lot of you have made big external changes in your life, hoping that it would change the internal. I got news for you. No matter where you move, you will still take yourself with you. (laughs) So when I knew in my heart that this external change was for me was really when my internal guidance system was so lit up and so aligned. So that basically I knew on a subconscious level that say this move didn't work out and it wasn't for the best, that I would still be okay. You know, I wasn't basing my internal experience on the externals. And that just felt so liberating. It was so liberating. I just trusted myself. I trust in God. Like the faith was fucking through the roof. So I just want you to take that moment and just kind of survey, you know, and and you might need to feel into your body. It's like, okay, is this choice based on an aligned internal guidance system? Or am I hoping that this external choice, external change is going to influence positively my internal guidance system or internal uh, world experience? Uh, Because the external won't do that permanently or sustainably. You know, like, You will always bring your internal world to wherever you go, any situation, relationship, location on earth. So, um, you know, it was really about finding that peace within me. And granted, it is not always peaceful. Let's not get it twisted. But I do have this sense of what it feels like when it is. And I'm able to recalibrate through meditation or movement, singing, uh, writing, laughing, you know, recalibrate to that center, to that internal peace. So let me just wrap up this update um, because I do want to get into this, you know, this idea of following your heart. Um, I'm incredibly happy. I'm incredibly proud of myself. Um, I am experiencing lately bouts of uh, bouts of nervous system disruption. So, for example, I was on our couch the other night. Um, I knew that LA was three hours earlier, obviously. On the couch, and I have my period, so I'm like really taking it easy. I'm under my weighted blanket. I'm watching uh, some, you know, nature show. A bunch of birds dancing around, feeling, you know, just very held and peaceful. 
And I was experiencing these just like little uh, blips in the radar, these blips of anxiety around, should I be doing something right now? Should I be on my computer? I, I do have anxiety around uh, a little bit this, this distance between Krista and I and just the business in general. Granted, y'all like alert, we're better than ever. But I do have this like kind of primal feeling of like, we are no longer like 10 minutes away from each other. We are no longer seeing each other every day. So, you know, this anxiety of um, maintaining our connection and our relationship and uh, running the business from so far away. And like in reality, all of that is better than ever. But I also just have um, a bit of, yeah, just this kind of like discordant energy around, can I truly have all of this work? And can I truly do it all? Um, Can we do it all together, you know? And so instead of feeling like I have to do something, I have to do something to quell my anxieties, I'm really just sitting with this, this feeling of, can I have it all? Can I be really happy and can it work out? And can it be easier than I think? And can it be more fulfilling than I think? Like, And I just notice my resistance around actually letting all of that happen. And it's really weird. It's really not logical because <laughs> I want all of these things clearly, but there are parts of my subconscious that don't believe that I deserve it or can have it. So when I am quiet and I am resting and I am on those in-between moments, I just feel that come up literally like a blip in the radar, like a little earthquake. And I feel like that that heart racing feeling and just kind of the stomach drop. And I'm like, whoa, like what is that? And so really I've just been like being with that. Um, bringing it to therapy, bringing it to conversations, you know, in relationships that I trust. And yeah, that's like kind of in process. So I just wanted to share that because, you know, as you follow your heart, which I'll get into in a moment, it's like that feeling will come up. (laughs) That feeling of, and it's really an old program running, which is you can't do that. You can't have that. Or like, be careful, like, you know, being really happy means you might be really disappointed one day, you know, all of those things come up. So yeah, it's just a very, very human thing um, happening as things are just really, really good. I spend, you know, my days obviously working on almost 30 and to have a little bit of geographical distance has been, I think good and interesting. It's like, I'm really able to kind of see the business more clearly. Sounds weird because Kristen and I created it, but because we're so in it every day, sometimes it's like, you know, it's as if you pull up and you perch on the tree branch and you're the little bird and you can see all the little animals playing. I have a bit more just perspective and clarity on, you know, our, our next steps and our our even greater vision. 
And it just feels expansive to be covering two coasts. You know, I really, I feel the power in that. I think we'll continue to. And, you know, it's just really, I believe even just a month and a half in, um, you know, strengthen Krista and I's relationship. And I'm sure we'll do either an episode on it or a workshop, but it's really quite powerful, you know, like to go through these changes and uh, milestones and transitions with a best friend. You know, I've, I've been saying it a lot and it's just, it's such an honor, you know, to see her get married, to witness that union, that event, that whole weekend was like, life-changing. And I'm sure a lot of guests of the wedding can say that. Like it really, really was. And to see Krista really um, take in and drink in the love and the admiration and just the relationships and the experience that she has uh, created in her life, it's, it's really profound. And as a friend, I was like, wow. Wow, wow, wow. Like just in complete awe. And I just think that, you know, I'm, ex- no, I don't think, I know I'm excited to traverse these, these transitions together. I, at one point, felt a lot of anxiety around the move and our relationship and the business, but it's been, it's been a really cool catalyst for deeper connection, lots of growth. A clear perspective and just like full on permission to keep going, to keep growing, to make make almost thirty, um, or to allow almost thirty to be exactly what it's meant to be in the world, and not have geographic location limited. At, you know, us moving and not being together all the time. Like, have any of that be limiting? Can we choose that it is expanding? Can we choose that this change is an expansion moment rather than a limitation or a contraction? Okay, y'all. I do, I want to shift a little bit and talk about following your heart. You know, this move was a complete heart knowing. Like I can say that. without any doubt. And I think what I'm understanding as I live this art decision is that my ability to tune into my heart was possible because I could separate from the thoughts and emotional reactions um, when it comes to a decision like this, because it will bring up a lot. (laughs) Um, But the heart has a very, 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 very clear and sometimes subtle because like, I feel like the heart speaks and it's just like, huh? (laughs) And you're like, what? Can you be louder? I'm not sure. What? Come on. (laughs) Like, show me the billboard. Give me, you know, Give me the sign that just smacks me over the head. And sometimes the heart is just like, you know, you want more as a human. You're like, please, 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 please smack me over the head because I'm going to doubt myself until you do. But it takes practice 
And it is that ability to separate from the loud thoughts and the manipulative thoughts that most of the time come from your subconscious, which is just can be built to the brim with these stories, you know, and these stories that have for a long time kept you safe, safe and kept you uh, who you thought you were and kept you uh, within systems and um, on a certain track or path that you thought or were told was for you. Um, and really this, this heart collaboration. Um, okay, this is what it feels like to me. It feels open. It's like oddly relaxing. <laughs> warm, um, silent. It's odd. Like, it's like there's no, there's no extraneous chatter or residue. It's just like, oh my God, it could be this clear and peaceful here, you know? Um, and I've been trusting that feeling for a while now as my yes. You know, it really is that feeling, that feeling in the body, the feeling in your energy system, energetic body. And I'm sure you could, on the other end, perhaps describe to me when something is a no. Maybe more easily you could describe something that is a no. Um, so whether that's like you feel closed, you feel a hardening, you feel like a tension or a pulling back from something. Um, that for me is a no. I just, I just feel it. And it's again, funny how we trust the no sometimes more than we trust the yes. Um, so yeah, to me, it is a a true feeling and that is coupled with the faith, the trust in that feeling, which is really a trust in yourself. So I have been recommending that people just experiment. You know, you don't have to do it with a huge life decision like a cross-country move but I just want us to work that muscle. It's truly a muscle. I'm sure a lot of you like me have been used to protect ourselves, uh, protecting ourselves. And so we have this film of fear that kind of distorts the yes or the no. It inserts, well, be careful because what if this happens and you know, you've never done that before and so how can you prove it? And what is... What is so and so going to think? And, you know, what does that mean for your rep reputation? And, you know, <laughs> that fear will be really tricky and talk you out of anything that your heart wants to do. But there is a level of hope, confidence, and faith that will ground you in these heart moves and just practice, practice, practice. Let's say you wake up in the morning and 
you have some choices as to what you're going to do first thing in the morning. So after you maybe brush your teeth and meditate, it's like, okay, I have two hours until I start work. What is, what is that? What is following my heart this morning? And you have the choices of working out, going to a yoga class or a HIIT workout. You have the choice of taking a walk around your neighborhood and grabbing a cup of coffee, or you have the choice of getting on your computer and getting a head start on the day and tackling some work. And so, you know, just practice feeling into each one of those choices. None of them are good or bad or better or worse. It is just feeling into, okay, yoga this morning. And it's feeling in your body, does it feel open? Does it feel expansive? Does it feel warm? You know, whatever that ah, feeling is for you, trust that, make that choice. And then just notice how that choice, that yes, that faith brings you into alignment for the day and see how there is a butterfly effect of sorts. So because you went to yoga, because your heart said, go to yoga, you know, you ran into someone that uh, you've been meaning to connect with because they have the job that you desire and you wanted to ask them questions about their path and how they got there. Or maybe it's something small like you saw the cutest little puppy on the way into the yoga studio and it just made your day and it licked your face and just made you feel so much love. (laughs) Like, you know, it could be big, small, subtle or not. Um, But it's really cool to track and to bring that type of awareness to your days. I promise you will, will change your life. What I experienced, you know, when I followed my heart in this big move that there were subconscious beliefs and stories that came to the surface to be seen for what they really are. And it was really hard because it wasn't just me living here, seeing these things come up. It was also being seen by Sean, my partner. And that was really um, scary for me because I thought if he saw those parts of me that he would just like grimace and run away. <laughs> you know, they come to the surface because they're no longer longer anchored there because when you start to listen to your heart, those hooks dissolve. So just imagine that visual, you can bring that into meditation or if that helps at all, or just let it go. But just imagine every time that you listen to your heart, the hooks on those uh, stories just dissolve. Where do they go though? They come to the surface. And to me, I, I had this visual in meditation the other day. It was, it's almost like when they come to the surface, it's like you see, you know, the guy in the Easter bunny suit or the Santa costume at the mall. And you kind of see that part of them that is not Santa or the Easter bunny for the first time. Like whether you see like the hairy neck of the guy in the Easter bunny suit or something. And you're like, oh, what? Wait a second. I thought that I've thought for so long and I've based so much of of my experience around this holiday on the fact that you're 
you are a bunny, you know? And, and now I know that you're a guy in a suit and it's okay. I'm okay. But like, what? Okay. <laughs> like very disorienting, very weird. You're not who you thought you were. You start to see parts of you that are not who you thought you were. It's liberating, it's freeing, and terrifying at times. It is terrifying at times. For example, you know, I thought that, uh, yeah, there was, there's, there's something around perfectionism that keeps coming up for me, especially in this move. I believe that the perfection piece has come up because I've been unable to control some parts of this process. And so I think perfection to me is a way to really guard against any reality of the fact that, oh, I don't know the answer or I'm not prepared for this or yeah, I'm not perfect and I got to work on this. And like I said, it's been coming up in like making sure the space is just so and the perfection of like, oh, people are coming over. I have to make sure the, the space is perfect and clean and the, 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 you know, just really controlling everything. And, you know, obviously that's like, I want to be seen as put together and having it all together. And I don't all the time. Um, Brene Brown, who we know and we don't know personally, but maybe one day, uh, but we love her. She says, perfectionism is not the same as striving to be your best. Perfection is not about healthy achievement and growth. She explains that perfectionism is used by many people as a shield to protect against the pain of blame, judgment, or shame. Oof. Yeah, and I feel like my perfection on a deeper level will go a little bit deeper without getting too specific. There was some judgment around my move. Um, not everyone in my life was like super hyped and just had some reservations about it, which is totally fine and normal. By the way, anytime you make a big decision, just know not everyone's going to be hyped and that's okay. Um, it's actually a beautiful test on like, hmm, are you going to stand by your art decision or are you not? I stood by it, but it was still pretty painful to know that not everyone uh, was behind it. But that is life and that is the beauty and the contrast. But yeah, it brought up the perfectionism popped up because I, I really wanted to shield myself against that. And so I just tried to make everything in my experience in this new place and space um, as perfect as possible. And candidly, obviously, I'd, you know, I, I've been kind of shying away from sharing so, so much personal stuff. That's a personal choice as of late. But candidly, it freaked Sean out. And that's kind of what I'll say about that. He's like, like I know you're not perfect. And I don't want you to be perfect. So why are you trying to be perfect? Like, what is this? And so that's really opened the door to a lot of conversation around why this is popping up. And by the way, anytime any of your subconscious beliefs and stories and you know ideas of yourself and these things come up, it is that door like to deeper connection and conversation with people that you love that might be witnessing it coming up as well. So just know that like, you know... It, You'll, you'll try to shield it 
because the shame is too great. The guilt is too great. Um, the judgment is too great, but I promise you that it's coming up in order to build deeper connections with self and others. So that's what I've really, um, really found there. So, okay. Let's take a deep breath because I feel like I've been just kind of spitballing my experience, but, um, I know you guys are tracking. I trust you. I trust you very much. And as always, like this is here for you to listen to and go back to. I always think with these solo episodes, you know, there are probably an average of like five ahas, three to five ahas that you'll take away. And the rest is stuff that you might just forget. And then if you listen again, there's going to be different points that you're like, oh, yeah, that that is so what I'm experiencing. Or wow, that just makes me think of my experience in a completely different way. So um, yeah, if you're feeling like, whoa, I'm not catching everything, like lean back a little bit and just know that you will hear what you are meant to. I'll do my best to keep articulating my experience. Um, But okay. So I want to talk about when it comes to following your heart, how it feels, how it unexpectedly, like what about it is unexpected in the way that it feels. There you go. Y'all, following your heart can be incredibly lonely. It can be incredibly lonely. And I think by design, I think by design, especially if you are someone that has always sought the validation and the confirmation from other people, you know, not fully trusting in your yes or no, always wondering if it's right or wrong. I feel like if you are on a path and you are following your heart and it feels lonely, this is that added layer of, okay, trust yourself. Because normally you are used to having the company of other people to tell you what they think is right or wrong. But right now you are following your heart, which does not require the uh, thoughts, feelings, and opinions of anyone else. So yes, in contrast, that is going to feel lonely. And it also can feel lonely because as I alluded to, not everyone is going to agree with what is right for your heart, what is best for your heart. And for a few reasons, I think, this is my, these are my thoughts uh, on this, is that when you follow your heart, it is incredibly triggering for other people. Ooh, because I bet there is something in their life that they would like to make a reality that it would be really be them following their heart, but they quote, can't. They're not willing to, it's too hard. They haven't yet connected to that part of their, themselves and the list goes on. And so to see you follow your heart, oh my God, you guys. It is, it can be so triggering. It can, you know, they might feel like you're taking up too much space. They might feel like, well, how dare them like be happy when the world is falling apart or, you know, they're, they're, they're abandoning us, uh, you know, whether it's family or friends, what have you. Yeah, those things might come up. And I just want to remind you that you can be sad about it. You can grieve that. You can be frustrated by that. But that is theirs to work through. 
You can have an emotion and a feeling about it, but it is theirs to work through. It is not yours to carry. And I needed to remind myself of that many, many times. When I'm following my heart, I feel the need to protect my decision. So that might mean to an extreme that I'm not going to tell anyone about my decision for a little bit because I don't want any other opinions or judgments to influence because I know that I can be influenced. So I keep it really close and I just want to protect it. And I don't think that's bad, right? Unless keeping it from people hurts other people. I believe there is a sacred time between you and your heart and what you are doing um, that you can just keep for yourself. I think that is really, really, really special. Uh, Following your heart can feel disorienting. You know, with this move, I've literally unplugged from LA, plugged into New York. Um, I am no longer by the Pacific Ocean, though I am by another ocean. It is completely different. But what I am loving about following my heart with this really big change is how present it has made me. I'm walking around every day having very new experiences in very new places, meeting people for the first time, and I have to be present because I can't go on autopilot. I don't know what is next. I don't know literally what's around the corner. So I have to be aware and present and it's cool. I kind of feel like a little kid sometimes. I kind of just feel like really awake and I'm like, whoa. And just in wonder and curiosity and it feels really, really good. It feels really good. I I think there's value in routine and comfort and all of that. I see the value in that. And I'm sure I'll develop that here. But it's really cool to kind of like lean into this disorientation with this big change and just be as present as possible because you have to be. And like open my eyes in complete wonder. And it just, it feels good. It activates my inner child a little bit. I feel a little bit more spontaneous, which is fun. As a Virgo, I'm not very spontaneous, but I'm, I'm kind of feeling it and I, I like it. When you follow your heart, your mind will try to get in the way and talk you out of it over and over and over again. It's hilarious, but let me remind you very simply and I'm reading Untethered Soul right now. Please read Untethered Soul. Uh, You are not your thoughts. You are the observer of it all. You're not your thoughts. You are not your experiences. So when you feel like you are over-identifying with your thoughts, take a seat. (sighs) Seat of the soul. And we just become the observer. Acknowledge the thoughts and allow them to pass. Especially when you take when you take all of your energy from being in your mind and overanalyzing and overthinking and you know doubting yourself, worrying about whether it's right or wrong, uh, and you move it to your heart. You move that energy to your heart. The mind's like, wait a second, hello, 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 hello. hello. What about this? What about this? The more attention you give to those thoughts, the more you identify with those thoughts, the more they will run everything. And so it's a matter of just acknowledging love, knowing like, I am not those thoughts. Let me, let me go back down to my heart. Okay. Okay. 
you know, it's literally as simple as a deep breath, moving it back down. And it might have to happen a thousand times a day. I'm not sure. You know, like this is, this is the, this is the practice. Cool. And I want you to, you know, use these prompts. How does it feel to follow your heart as your own journal prompts? So as you are making these big decisions from your heart, following what your heart says, use these as prompts throughout the process. So how does it feel to follow my heart? And then just write. Don't stop. Don't think. Just write from your heart and notice what comes up because I'm just sharing my experience, but it might not be the same as yours. I'm sharing so that maybe you'll be like, oh, okay, I'm feeling that one thing and it's it's not weird it's you know it's it's a part of the process so i want to talk about what change brings up what has what it has brought up for me recently and then i want to finish by talking about how you can support yourself during this process of following your heart because you do need to support yourself um so this big change has brought up a lot for me. I'm so grateful. It's really hard at times, but I'm really an observer right now. And sometimes it feels like I should be doing more, but I'm, I'm uh, strapping myself in the seat and just sitting and observing a lot of this stuff coming up. I've noticed that this change has brought to the surface my resistance to being happy. It's probably the biggest one. Uh, maybe I'll do an, an entire episode on this at, at one point, but my resistance to being happy didn't really uh, acknowledge it before this. And uh, it's so real, guys. It's so, so real. It honestly feels like it's in my DNA. It's very weird. like Because I can say out loud, like I'm happy and I, I want to be happy and I want to create experience, you know, like I could say all of these things. And then there is just this like very weird, innate, primal thing. And it might not go back that far, but it's like where being happy and having an experiencing what I desire and what is good for my heart and soul, I resist. Oh, odd. Um, I'm working through it currently, so you know I can't give you any answers. But it's 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 quite confronting because I'm like, Lint, what is wrong with you? It's been very vital that I slow down, that I really breathe in moments that feel like. They were just gifted to me. You know, I look out from our apartment and I see just this like beautiful design of clouds in the sky. And I'm like, whoa, kind of high up and I can see like pretty far and see the treetops and like, oh my God, like I receive this, you know, like I deserve this. We deserve this, you know, and I really have to slow down and just kind of drink it in. I think that I am programmed to be on to the next thing and what am I achieving and what am I striving for? And it's been hard to actually 
like be with what is so good right now and so fulfilling right now. I think it helps that I have Sean here and that we're able to reflect that back to one another often. But again, like I said, it's like, it's in my DNA and I'm just like really working on that. So I'm really, I'm, I'm upping my embodiment practices and just truly being in my body and shaking out any fears and anxieties or any old residue of, I can't have it all or I can't be happy. So it kind of is coupled with this, you know, with leaning back and just being the observer and taking it in and slowing down. But yeah, I'm, I'm really good at filling my schedule. I'm really good at uh, checking off things on my to-do list. And it's not inherently a bad thing at all. It's actually quite helpful when you're building a business with your best friend. Um, but there is something to being and receiving and allowing space for much more new to come in. I think if we try to control everything and plan everything out, excuse me, there's not much room uh, for the new to reveal itself. So yeah, again, I'm just noticing. I'm literally just noticing when I'm, you know, busying myself with like cleaning the apartment incessantly or something. And I'm like, wait, could I be um, taking a walk around the block and just kind of reflecting on uh, the meetings I had this morning and and not overanalyzing or, or jumping into the to-do list from them, but just like reflecting and being with the concepts and ideas and the vision, you know, like rather than distracting myself with the busyness of the do, do, do. Um, so just be aware of that. Like anytime you make a big change, like what you are trying to busy yourself with in order to not feel the parts of the big change that might be pretty um, earthquakey. Uh, in a way. And I want to say this one again. I feel like it came up earlier in a different context, but change brings up resistance from others. You know, it, it it's hard. Like change is very hard. Um, this particular change of moving across the country excited me on a very deep level and I think gave me so much energy and confidence. But I noticed along the way that my change was really a lot for people around me. And so the change in your life is also a mirror for others, for those around you and close to you. You know, they're either letting go of their expectations for you while also confronting parts of them that resist change. You know, there there is probably a part of everyone that you know that really innately in their soul wants to change a habit or a belief or whatever, but it's really hard because it's who they believe they are. And to no longer be who they believe they are is super scary. Um, so, you know, just know that that will happen and that your job, like it will happen. Like, you might be afraid that if you act according to your heart, you will make people angry and it will happen. <laughs> it will happen. But the consequences of people being angry with you never happen because that takes your participation in it. Does that make sense? 
So your fears of the consequences of people being angry with you never happen. Because, you know, even if you've had to deal with uh, loss, you know, maybe they are a bit angry, maybe they create a little distance. You have regained something of yourself. And that's really, really powerful. Really, really powerful. And if they are meant to be in your life, they will come back around. I promise you. Give it time and space. <sighs> All right. I want to talk about how you can support yourself through following your heart. Following your heart sounds really light, sounds really amazing, but it's some serious biz and you got to support yourself. First, I want you to remember and remind yourself of other moments in your life that you have either followed your heart or followed your fear and just track what came next. What were the positive or negative consequences? What was the feeling? What was the butterfly effect from that decision? Just remind yourself the power of one or the other. You know, whether you follow the fear or whether you follow your heart. Just remind yourself. And I'm sure you can think of an instance where you followed your heart. And for me, when I when I track that, wow, okay, I've done it before. First of all, I've done it before, so I can do it again. And two, like, wow, look what that turned into. You know, I have I have a handful of those, probably more, but I can just think of right off the top of my head, a handful of those. You know, when I moved to LA, the first, you know, when I moved to LA, that was a huge one. I just decided overnight, you know, I had an opportunity to move to LA. I said, yes, I went, followed my heart. I knew not everyone agreed. It was really hard. I just knew. And y'all, the butterfly effect was, it was no longer a butterfly. It was a freaking 787 plane. I think that's the type of plane. Yeah, so just track that. Connecting with your body, your mind, your community, the earth, and yourself on a daily basis, especially during this process. Maybe you can do it for, for all of time, but on a daily basis. Connecting with the body, perhaps it's mindful movement, maybe it's a walk, maybe it's giving yourself a, a nice massage or getting in the bath. Connecting with your mind, whether it's through meditation, um, whether it's journaling and it's really like dumping all of the thoughts. Connecting with your community, other people, serving. It could be in, in big and small ways. It could be really, really simple. Maybe it's sending a text to someone that you know might be going through a challenging time, but you haven't spoken to in a while and just telling them that you're thinking of them, praying for them, and that you're here. Connecting to the earth. I literally mean like on like connecting, like body on earth. So whether that's finding grass, the water, sky, like elements, living things, trees, plants, flowers, animals, drinking it in and just feeling the aliveness in other things 
outside of yourself that so beautifully and, and almost perfectly exist and thrive. And then finally, just connecting with yourself. And all of those things are connected to you, right? Like your body, your mind, um, the earth, et cetera. But it's really, you know, it could look so many different ways. For me, this is like a check-in. It's very simple. Don't have to overcomplicate it. It's like, how are you, how are you feeling? What do you need? And is there anything on your heart that is not yours to carry? And is there a way that you want to transmute any of those challenges or pains, confusion? How do you want to transmute that today? That might be through movement. That might be through singing. That might be through uh, writing. That might be through serving others. Like it could be through all those things that I described before, but like, Ask. And just a side note, we're doing um, a five-day self-love immersion that I think would be super supportive, especially if you're making any big decisions from your heart. Like that is it's kind of like part of what influenced us creating that. So you can go to almost30.com to learn more. Um, but yeah, we got to support ourselves through these big shifts, you know, especially if you're following your heart like if you've just started following your heart, you know you have to take care of all aspects of your being and take it seriously. Eventually, this will become your normal and your baseline of like, oh yeah, I, I, I do this just naturally and I make decisions from my heart and everything falls into place. And by the way, falling into place doesn't mean perfect. Falling into place means in alignment with your soul's path. And you might not know exactly why in the moment it will present itself, but it is that trust that you've built that just doesn't shake you. Follow your heart, my friends. I promise you that it guides you to your destiny. I promise, promise, promise. Thank you for listening, as always. I feel so honored to share just little bits of my life and hope that it provides some comfort. I am not an expert. Um, I highly recommend that you seek professional support or help if you feel guided to. I am in therapy every single week and it is a huge part of my support system as I navigate these moments where I'm following my heart you know, it sounds really light and fun to follow your heart. It's not. And you need the support. Um, I love you all. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Please DM me at Lindsay Simsick. I want to hear from you. If you listen to this episode, have any thoughts, questions, or reflections, I want to hear them. Make sure you tag me or DM me. And you guys are doing great. Doing so good. <laughs> I just feel you all out there. I know you're making big decisions, moves, you're serving in just such a unique, beautiful, perfect way. And I'm honored to be a little, a little uh, slice of your journey. So I'll see you guys next time. Stay. 
such a good one. Thank you so much, Linz. Linz has done other really good solo episodes on self-discipline, enmeshment, and more. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening. As always, you can follow us on Instagram at Almost30Podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm at Lindsay Simsick. And I'm at It's Krista. I-T-S Krista. And we'd just like to thank our sponsors for the episode. You guys know we have the best partners in best the game. Best ones in the game. Truly. A lot of our reviews, which are really so sweet and kind when people leave reviews um, on Apple Podcasts, are like, oh, they have the best sponsors. Yeah. I'm really proud. I just love everyone we work with. And we really do use all the brands and believe in them and see us as like your brand vetters. I know, honestly. <laughs> yes. We, we truly are... We have the opportunity to work with tons and tons of brands mm-hmm. and we're very, very particular. We only do it if it feels good. And the most successful brand partnerships have been the, some of the ones that are the most resonant and we have some great ones right now. Yeah. Thank you to Four Sigmatic, Drops, Ancient Nutrition, and Array. So you can find all sponsor information and discounts in our show notes as well as on almost30.com. You can scroll down and just click on partners. Thank you guys so much for being a part of the Almost 30 Nation community. We love you dearly and appreciate you and we will see you on the next one.